Welcome back our anxious mom friends. Today we're going to talk about how we have been practicing gratitude and the power of the word and. I love that. Just to like give an example because when I had said this idea to Nikki she said what the heck is the power of and and I in my interpretation of it is that things can be hard and they can be beautiful at the same time. So it's all a matter of flipping your mindset from um, like this is, I don't want to have to do this and it has to get done. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the driving point there. I yeah. do. Because I feel like as moms, we have to do things, certain certain things that we don't always love doing but we do it for our little people and we enjoy it I mean for the I, most part. I was gonna say I for the most part I enjoy it like I totally when you said an episode about gratitude I was like yes I'm on board sign me up but I did have questions when you were like what is the power of and yeah so but I like it it's a, it's a nice mindset flip that you can use in your daily life yeah Another um, mindset flip that I try to use when I'm like intentionally practicing gratitude in my house is the term, I get to do this. Yes. Right? So like instead of, for a long time, Joe leaves before we wake up. So same. this has been like that for, I don't know, like over a year now. Um, So I'm solely responsible for getting the kids up, getting the kids ready for school. And I'm going to be honest, it's not always that fun. Like every morning, it's a battle. Like I saw something the other day that said, um, it's crazy that the kids don't know what to do every morning when we do the same thing every morning, you know, like. It is very true. I feel like you're on like a little routine in your own home. But yeah, they're just wild and out. I mean, my house is chaos before school and yes I always say that like Mike kind of he misses out on all the true excitement of the morning routine yes um and it's a lie it can be a lie it can be very overwhelming and I feel like yeah they get up every morning and it's it's like they they don't do it they're not used to it they're something new I know like this morning I was like because I do this Every single morning when they have school, I am I give them a list. This is how my brain works. My brain thrives on lists. So I give them a list of things to do. Um, and this morning I was like, do I really have to give you the list again? Like, don't <laughs> you guys have the list down pat right now? You know what you have to do. But getting back to the point is that we're working on flipping our mindset from I have to do this. I have to get up with the kids. I have to get them ready. Two, being grateful and saying, I get to do this. How lucky am I that I have the opportunity to get my kids up in the morning? How blessed are we that we woke up in a home that is fully furnished? We have food in the refrigerator. We have cold running water. Like It's toasty warm. Right? Just the little things that we should be grateful for that sometimes we take such advantage of because it's hard. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's all like where the power of and comes in. Like it can be hard and we can be grateful that we get to do it. Absolutely. And and um so lately in our home we have been doing our we brush our teeth every morning obviously. And when the kids <laughs> brush their teeth, they 
now have this thing with wanting to do the toothpaste themselves. And now you know me, Alyssa. I am I can be very OCD. I don't know if I've said that before, but I can be. And there is toothpaste freaking everywhere. And they are so proud of themselves. They're like, we're doing this by ourselves. We don't need you. And I'm so proud. But the, at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's cringing. Toothpaste every- <laughs> yes, cringing. Yes. So... But then I do say to myself, I'm like, wow, how blessed am I to be able to teach them how to do these things, to have them be so eager to learn and want to do things on their own. And there's that flip in our own heads where we're like, okay, we are grateful for these small moments, even if they're a little bit crazy. Challenging. (laughs) Like it's not, it's not the funnest thing always to teach these little humans about every aspect of life right but we have to do it because if we don't do it who else is gonna you know what I mean there's so much power there we're so powerful that's another mindset flip like seriously how powerful we are in our homes I know in my home in particular if I'm off everyone's off like if I'm having a bad day it just seems like everyone else follow suit and they're like oh we're we're all having a bad day then so the power is within the moms who basically control the atmosphere of their whole home absolutely I mean we are the superheroes and I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit for it but there is a lot to say for the person who has you know the like you just said who brings everybody full circle who keeps everybody together as a family and like we are in charge of raising these beautiful little humans who we want to be kind and we want to be wonderful but then we also have to project the same energy mm-hmm. you know so that's why it's, it is so important to change our mindset a little bit yeah and not always be like complaining about all the hard things which we are entitled to do but we also should be grateful for these small and big moments throughout life that we are able to impact yeah and it's almost like the self-talk in terms of when you're doing something that's not the funnest thing that's like I really don't want to do this because you know there are some things in motherhood like that you just don't want to do like sometimes at night when we have to do bedtime I'm like Joe I don't want to do anything can you just go do it But on the other hand, I have to have the self-talk and tell myself, no, Alyssa, you are so grateful that you get to be here to put your kids to bed. And like, how lucky are you to do that? And like we said, it can be hard and it can be great at the same time. Absolutely. And I think that's just the part of this motherhood journey where being positive and being like, what is the word I'm looking Optimistic. for? Optimistic. Optimistic is so important. I am always saying that. Like, looking at the glass half full. Yeah. Like, I say that to you all the time. I talk about how I lay with the boys at night, and one day they're not going to be asking for me. One day they're going to be fine with going to bed by themselves. So, like, I always try to look at most situations that way anyway because they feel like they are only so little for so long. I know. Sounds so cliche, but it's true. It does. And honestly, it's so easy to forget that that they're only so little for so long like we talked last week about how Jay was like transitioning to the point of wanting to start doing things around the house and now this week for some reason I've just I've noticed such a difference in him 
in the sense of every time I ask him for something, he's like willing to jump up and do it. Because I said to him, you know, like it's if this is what you want to do, you want to step up to the plate, you want to have more responsibilities, then you have to stop saying no. Like if I ask you to do something, then do it. And then I will continue to ask things of you that typically you would have said no to. So they're growing, but it's so easy to forget that these moments are so fleeting. Like every moment that we have with them, we're never going to get them back again. Oh, trust me, girl. You're talking to the right person. (laughs) I like still lay up at night and watch baby videos and cry myself to sleep. And yes, they are so fleeting and you in the moment and in the thick of it it is so hard and I know if there's any new anxious moms listening right now you probably don't want to hear it because I didn't want to hear it either but like it does go so fast and like I do remember rocking a newborn and trying to put a toddler down for a nap and it now looking back it feels like so long ago it feels like yesterday but it feels like so long ago and now like this past week we just had student conference um student teacher conferences Mm -hmm. and like then you really do realize like it puts it in perspective that these little tiny human beings are now like little people out there doing their thing putting their personality out there and letting themselves shine and it's very very strange it's a very strange feeling because I know it is for me me too yeah it's it's scary it's scary isn't it and I think too because we stayed home for so long we feel that extra layer of protection around them like I feel so protective of them where I want to always like I want to know what's going on with your day. I want to know. Can you please tell me who in your class is cute, Riley? Like <laughs> I I know, and it's funny. They're at such a funny age because they don't they like want to tell you certain things and they don't want to tell you certain things. Maddox's like big thing is a week after something happens, he'll be like, "Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you that this happened." And I'm like, "You could have told me right away. I was so excited." Uh-huh. So I I feel you. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um Another thing where I've trying to use the power of and is like just one of the things that I really don't love about motherhood right now is the homework that we've talked about before. How like I just get so frustrated with Riley when she does her homework because it's just so not fun. Then I have to like have my mindset flip of okay this isn't fun (laughs) and we have to do it because she has to get smart. So it's like you're not giving yourself an option to back out of it. You're not like you you really don't have an option about a lot of the things in motherhood. So you just got to you got to do it and you got to look at it the best way as possible because if you don't you're just going to like fall into a downward spiral cuz not everything is that fun and glamorous. I also feel like our kids deserve a beautiful childhood and the yes. only person. I mean, obviously both parents are responsible, but I feel like that hits home for a mother. Like, yeah. you have their childhood and you want to make it the best possible. And I don't mean, like, buying them things or things. Like, I don't mean... I'm trying to think of how to word what I'm trying to say. So, like, I mean... Sometimes it's just, a co- like, a cozy couch and watching a movie. Like, it's not... 
a valued item that I mean. It's more about just being in your home and making it special or like it's sim- simplicity. That's the word. That's the so word. like kids are very simple and I feel like it is really ha- easy to make them happy. And like we are in charge of their childhood and their memories. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to buy them this or to do this or to keep up with the Joneses. But like really the beautiful part is that they're just as happy with some of the most minuscule things. And like that, I don't know, I'm getting very emotional. I'm just thinking about kids and like, you know, as a child for you too. And like, I think that's a big part of mindset flips. Like think about the things that made you happy. Like it is being, it is the simple things like being able to put toothpaste on a toothbrush or doing homework with mom at night and seeing how much she's enjoying it, even if she really isn't enjoying it. You know, I do just to touch on that. One of my favorite things about my family and my kids is that I've created such a safe space in my home that my kids love being home. They yeah. do. They're homebodies. And I I don't, I'm not the biggest homebody. My husband is a huge homebody. <laughs> so I guess they get it from him. But I love the fact that like they love being home so much. That means so much to me that they feel like their home is their safe spot I know that they like act super wild at home, but I always remind myself it's because they feel the safest here. It's because they're comfortable. They're comfortable. They trust me. They trust my husband. Like they know that if they do something super wrong, we're not going to like, it's not going to be the end all be all to their lives. We're going to move past it no matter what, because we're family. And I always want them to feel like safe and protected. And I feel like that is something that I have provided that I'm proud of yes. and that I hope I can continue to provide for the rest of their lives. They always know that like home is their safe space. Mom and dad are their safe space. You know, I feel like I do because I feel like if there's one wish that, I mean, I would say that I want for my future is for my kids to always know that home is their safe place. And no matter how old they are or, you know, when they move on and they have their families and their lives, and not that I want to think about that right now, but they know that home is where the heart is. Yeah, I agree. So now in the episode, we want to talk about how we flip our mindset from a negative thought to a positive thought. So we'll just give some examples of things in the home as a mom that sometimes aren't the funnest things. Um, like? They're very easy to complain about. They're, you know. Like um, early wake-ups. I feel like I have said this before. I've mentioned on quite a few episodes about my oldest not being the greatest sleeper. Yeah, um, that's not always fun. But I feel like when you flip it around to something positive, it's you have children to love. And how lucky are we to love our babies and be able to wake up with them no matter what time it is, even if it's really, really early or even if it's still the middle of the night. (laughs) I know. Sorry, I just made a sour face because I... (laughs) Alyssa did. I require a lot of sleep. So this is something that when my kids... Well, I'll backtrack a little bit. Right now, I don't have a bedroom because I'm getting an addition on my house. So it's almost like when one person wakes up in the house, the whole house is up. Doesn't matter what time, just because I don't have a bedroom. So 
they just come right, <laughs> no... right where I'm sleeping and they're like, oh, hey, yeah. you know, not no knock on the door. No, mom, are you awake? It's, hi, mom, open your eyes. I'm here, you know, and some days it's very nice and some days they literally wake me up to a kiss, which is the sweetest thing. I love it. But if it's like five o'clock in the morning, I'm like, oh my God, please go back to bed. <laughs> oh my God, I would take a kiss over what I get every morning. My kids scream my name so loud. And I feel like I don't care because, like I said, I jump right out of bed for them no matter what time it is. And fortunately, unfortunately, I guess I require a lot less sleep than Alyssa, but um, they they scream my names and now they're starting to sound exactly alike. So sometimes I have to stand in the hallway for a minute like, which one is calling me? Because you don't want to go. Because <laughs> I don't want to go into the room with the sleeping kid. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so the mindset flip there is that although we we would love to sleep in in the morning, we're so lucky that our kids are this particular age because in a few years, they're going to sleep in. We're going to be are. waking them up. It's inevitable. <laughs> I I do experience it some mornings when we have to go to school. I have to wake them up, and I swear they sound like teenagers. Like <laughs> th- So last night, I was putting Jay to bed. And he didn't want to go to bed. And I said, Jay, I guarantee you I'm going to wake you up in the morning and you're going to say, I'm so tired. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not. And so this morning when I went in to wake him up, because what, what do you know? I had to wake him up. I um, recorded him waking up so that I can show <laughs> him later tonight. Like, dude, remember when you said that you were, weren't tired and, you know, you weren't going to be tired in the morning? This was you this morning. That's hysterical. Kids, yeah. you got to love them. <laughs> All right, so next would be what about like a house to clean? Because I know that's like my favorite thing to do, but it has to be done on the daily with little ones. Yeah. There's a lot of crumbs. I feel like my couch constantly has crumbs on it. Mm -hmm. Especially since we both have dogs too. It requires like, I feel like extra cleaning. Extra cleaning, Um, dog hair. So one of the things that I've been doing in my house with cleaning is I have been having my kids help clean the house. Which I think is wonderful. I feel like Maverick, my youngest, loves to vacuum. Mm-hmm. Loves it. Yeah. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. It's almost like sometimes the kids need a little more structure. Mm-hmm. And they're happier with a little more structure. Because, like, when I'm home, with, I'm home with Jay one day a week on Thursdays. And this past Thursday, he gets so upset when I have things to do. But, like, we've talked about, like, I have to do these things. I'm so sorry. But I can't. When my house is like a chaotic mess, it's disheveled. Your head is like. I feel like my head is a chaotic mess, and it's bad enough that like we're getting the addition, so the house already isn't in pristine condition. So, this past Thursday, when he was getting upset that I had to do stuff, I was like, "Do it with me. You do this. I'll do that. We could get it done like that. We get it done so quickly if you help me." And he did. He did. And so. My mindset flip there, I know we have another mindset flip, but my mindset flip was like, I'm so lucky to be able to teach him as a boy who's going to grow up as a man that you are allowed to help with housework. Oh, I love it. You know, <laughs> yes. that you you do have responsibilities in the house. Um, and I do the same thing with Riley. Like I, I, I'll set an announcement on my Alexa that when she gets home from school, Riley, clean your room. <laughs> oh, that's cute. And she's like, Mom, how did you do that? But you just, like, make an announcement, whatever. So on those days, she does. She goes in her room and she cleans her room. Is it the funnest thing to do to maybe have to say it 15 times before it gets done? Absolutely not. 
but it has to get done. And if I just continue to do it for them forever, they're never going to learn anything. It's teaching them responsibility. Teaching them responsibility, teaching them respect a little bit in terms of like, you made this mess. I'm not cleaning it up. You clean it up. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. But the mindset flip that we did have, which I love yours, Alyssa. I think that's wonderful. And I couldn't agree with you more, um, was a safe place to live. That's how lucky we are to get to clean a house because we have a a place for our children to be raised, to be safe, and that's why we should be thankful for all those toilets we have to clean <laughs> multiple times. <a> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, with that being said, I mean laundry to do. It's the same thing. It's so repetitive. I, my husband wears a uniform for work, and now my boys are in school, so they should be in like one outfit per day pajamas but I still feel like the washing machine is endlessly running and I mean I live in leggings so I'm not wearing too many outfits a day um but for real our our laundry is always running I do laundry almost (laughs) I would say every single day and like my husband comes home and he goes again and I'm like yes again well yeah like I'm sorry but if I don't do it we're not gonna have clean clothes I gotta do it every day I'm on the phone with my mom and that's what she says you're doing laundry again and then she's like wait a second I remember saying the same thing to your grandma when I was on the phone like I'm doing laundry it's just part of keeping the house rolling you know yeah um but obviously with the mindset flip of having clean clothes to wear I mean that's pretty simple and that it's the truth yeah and okay so and the same thing with dirty dishes in in the sink same thing I feel like it all goes along with having a clean safe house and I feel like as moms we wear a lot of different capes and have a lot on our shoulders and the mental load of motherhood can sometimes be very heavy but what's beautiful is we provide a loving safe home and how lucky we are to do that and we are very blessed yeah the one that I really liked from our list because it touches on you know something very close to home very 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 close to home for me is and I'm sure you know which one it is um I do lots of noise lots of noise in the house we all know how I feel about noise I mean I just can't I don't know what it is about the noise in my house when my kids are playing I don't know what they just they don't have an inside voice for some reason Jay just like screams randomly he's not even upset he's just like play screaming and it, the sound just, like, literally goes right through me. I don't know why. But it, 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 like, messes up my whole nervous system for a few minutes. When I hear that screech, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, ju- I don't know. I mean, you don't have to justify it. I feel like that's how most normal people are. Sometimes I, I feel like I have to justify it specifically to you because you are so opposite. <laughs> because I'm so loud. Yeah. I feel like that's the problem. I don't really realize when noises are that loud because I'm very loud and I'm very animated and I'm always yelling so like Mike has said to me sometimes like why are you yelling and I'm like I'm not yelling a mad voice I'm yelling a happy voice and he's like what the hell is that but like it's just my voice gets louder when I start to feel different emotions Mm -hmm. so I understand where you're coming from I always say my youngest is very so my oldest is very similar in the perspective that he's introverted and like he is very sometimes a lot of noise is a lot for him so I do understand where you're coming from I just don't 
feel it yeah as for me mm-hmm. personally yeah but go ahead continue but I'm trying to get better at it I'm trying to have coping mechanisms where I like at night I I love to read so at night a lot of the times I sit with my headphones on while the kids are playing and I'll just play white noise in my headphones that way no matter what they're doing my husband is sitting there not super affected by the loud noise right so he can have his ears open listening like if there's any meltdowns if they need us while I sit with my headphones on playing the white noise and I feel like having a coping strategy is a good thing because then I'm able to flip my mindset of like this loud noise means that the kids are having fun they're having a good time my kids are best friends they love to play with each other and who am I to dictate how they play that's not fair so I like I don't want to be selfish in terms of you're being too loud don't play that way when if that's how they want to play I gotta I have to figure it out internally what I can do to make it better so that they can still have fun while I'm not super triggered. And I feel like that's almost like a really good metaphor just for motherhood in general of you have to like figure out coping strategies so that you can still let your kids live their best lives. Because they're supposed to be kids. Because they're supposed to be kids. They're supposed to be learning. They're supposed to be making mistakes. They're just Mm -hmm. growing up. And it's, it's not their responsibility to cater to us. It's our responsibility to cater to them. It's true. Yeah. And I feel like you're making it work. And I think that that is lovely because they're able to just be kids and express themselves and you're able to do you and still be involved. Yes. So. Like when I, ha- when I can be yes. involved, I'm going to be involved. But if you guys are playing together and screaming and making loud noises... I'll just put my headphones on. It's okay. Go ahead. Do I know. I should to. really get Mike a pair. Because <laughs> I feel like that's how he has to feel sometimes. Give him and yours. Honestly, he can sport some pink ones. That'll be perfect. He can. He would love it. Um, so I feel like the noise was definitely your big one. I know that the crumbs under the table means that I can provide that house with some family meals. But sometimes it drives me a little nutty. Again, that goes back to my OCD. But I am grateful and thankful for those crumbs. I did complain about them on the couch, too. See, that is a big thing for me. Yeah. Although I like to eat in the bed, and it's like Mike's big trigger. He doesn't like when we eat in our bed. He's like, there's crumbs. I'm like, I'm not a child. I, like, I'm way more OCD than that. But I just like to be cozy. Um. Anyway, so I feel like that probably kind of wraps up some of the ones we wanted to talk about, unless there was anything that you wanted to talk about. I'll just touch really quickly on what you just said. We don't have like a written mindset flip for this, but I will say something that I do not love in my house also is a mealtime. My kids are so picky. Yes, I, I, I like that you're bringing this up, actually. My kids are very picky, too, mm-hmm. and it really annoys me I shouldn't say a noise, but it, it really does because I grew up in an Italian family. And listen, I ate clams off a half shell when I was two years old. So the fact that the boys won't pick up anything except for a chicken nugget or mac and cheese does drive me pretty nutty. I know it's not going to last forever, but it is something that I have a very, very hard time for deal, dealing with. And like, it makes me not want to cook meals. But then I'm like, my husband and I still have to eat, Right. It's very frustrating having to cook separate meals for separate people in the house. But on the other hand, realistically, 
um, we have to. We, we're raising a different generation than the generation that we were raised. Like, I feel like when the older generations hear some of the stuff that they're doing, they cringe because they're yes. like, if they're not going to eat what's on the table, let they them don't go eat to bed hungry. And I'm like, I can't do that. I can't. I'm their mom. I have to make, I don't care what they eat, but I'm not, I'm not going to send them to bed hungry. But that was always my mom's thing. She's like, you guys ate what you ate. If you didn't eat, that was it. You went to bed. That's why you were good eaters. And I'm like, I know, but I can't do that because I want them to sleep. And I want them to, if they're, if they're not eating before bed, they're going to be hungry. Then they're going to wake up hungry. And I have a million excuses as to why I have to make them a special dinner. But it's a lot. And Yeah. And I always say, I personally get hangry. Yeah. Like, hangry. When I reach a point, I'm done. My husband will tell you, like, I can't think straight. I can't decide what I want to eat. I'm just mad. <laughs> like, yeah. he just gets some food in me. And Jay is the exact same way, but he can't pinpoint it. He doesn't know sometimes. I'm, And I tell him, I'm like, Jay, you are just hungry. Yeah. And he doesn't understand that yet. It's like, oh, I guess maybe it's like a learned thing of, you know, being hungry because he he genuinely doesn't understand it sometimes. So it is frustrating. For the mindset flip there, obviously, how lucky are we to be able to provide multiple meals to the kids? You know, if they don't like one thing, we have another thing. Like, we are lucky in that aspect. We are, but I feel like I have just recently had an epiphany I don't know um we were watching the elf movie the other night and I do the same thing that you do I have previously done the same thing you do I have told my mom like no I'm gonna feed them no I'm gonna give them what they want I'm gonna make sure they eat but with the holidays rolling around and we were watching the elf movie and there was a food pantry and my kids are young they're three and five um so Maddox, my oldest, had asked, he said, why, why are the kids visiting the food pantry? And I was like, because they don't have food, buddy. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, doesn't everybody have food? And I never really thought of it because they're so young. Like, they're provided so much. It's so different. Like, yes, they're grateful for it. And, like, we teach them to be grateful for it. But as parents, sometimes we are like, okay, you're, you want that? Okay, we'll cook you this. Okay, we're going to throw that in the garbage. Like, so it did make me think. I'm like, I have to be more conscious about it. I have to do things for my kids that are going to show them, like, to, to have value. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't just food that we can throw away. Like, there are people who don't have the luxury that you have. And with that being said, my husband is going to take Maddox to a a shopping event that he hosts for underprivileged. And I feel like he's going to teach him and show him like that. It's it is a luxury. You are a very lucky little boy like you and your brother always do have food on the table. And how wonderful is that? But there are kids who aren't as lucky. And I feel like even though they're so young, they should be taught that. And I think that that. In defense of the older generation is kind of why they always said that. Like, I know my parents weren't well off, so they were not giving us 12 different meals. Like, they weren't buying us clothes every single time, you know, a season changed. They, like, we were very grateful for the things that we had. So, like, with Thanksgiving upon us, 
time to be thankful and grateful. And like you and I, we've put out there some beautiful mindset flips. But I also feel like it's something that we sometimes take for granted. And I know that I'm going to try to change that within my home this year and like show them that you should be more grateful for things. And even though sometimes it doesn't seem like as fun or whatever, like we said, even as through motherhood, it's important. And it is important to be thankful for the things that you have. I love that as like a way to just wrap up the whole episode is like not only are we trying to be grateful, we are trying to raise grateful children. Yes. And you're right. Sometimes you need to be reminded of the negative things. You need to be reminded, no, not everyone has this luxury. No, not everyone is healthy. Not everyone has a home. Not, you know, and I don't, you don't, don't want to spiral about it. Like you don't want to go down a rabbit hole of like, all the things that other people don't have. But on the other hand, yes, it is just so important to practice gratitude, to teach the children gratitude. Um, Because I feel like that that is something that's learned. If you don't teach it to them, they're going to go through life like... Thinking that things can just be handed to them. Privileged. They're going to think that they're privileged. And that's not fair. That's not the generation that we want to raise. We want to raise kind, grateful, happy, you know... Kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that was a great way to end the episode. Um, we hope that you tune in again next week. If you don't already, go follow us on Instagram at Mind Over Mom, and we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a comment and let us know what you thought about this episode. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Over Mom. We hope you tune in again next week. And in case nobody told you today, you are beautiful, you are strong, and you are loved. We'll see you next time.